Welcome to episode 10 of What Does It Take? Today on the podcast, I've got Gio Tamayo with me. He is a current senior, class of 2021. Gio is a, a, a volleyball player, and we're here to hear more about his story today. What's going on, Gio? Um, I'm good. I'm, yeah, I've, I've kind of been excited about this. Like, uh, I was talking to Coach K because he told me to talk to you, and, uh, and then you recommend uh, he recommended me to do this, and I was just pretty pumped to get on here and just, you know, talk about you know, volleyball, my mentality and stuff. It sounds interesting. So awesome. I'm glad you're excited. So what did, uh, what did coach K say to you about it? He was like, so actually I got the like email from you and then I was like, Oh, okay. And then you, I don't know how, Oh, you said coach K recommended me. I talked to him about, I'm like, so what is this all about? And he was like, well, he's just going to talk to you about like, you know, like how you think and how you like, just your mentality of it's, competing and stuff and I was like okay and then you told you told me you interviewed like Kyle Kong and I was like oh like I know Kyle and I are like good friends so I just thought like you know it seems like pretty chill and like pretty um like I'm gonna be able to go more in depth not only just saying it but like I actually get to like think about my process of like my thinking so I thought that was interesting yeah man that's what that's kind of like the big goal is to kind of get into our minds a little bit and see how we're thinking and reflect on how we're preparing and if there's anything else we can change. So let's kind of jump right into it. But uh, so t- tell me a little bit about like, I guess your upbringing, where you come from, are you from Wheeling? Did you move here at some point? Yeah. So I've actually like moved like I think three times or something. I'm not, I don't remember. I, I can think. Um. So I started, I was like a baby in Glenview then we moved over to, I don't know, you know, Dave's auto shop is. Oh yeah. I know Dave's. Yeah. I was in the house right by it. That was my first place. Like I remember, like I was like there my whole childhood. And then I moved uh, when I was like 12 or something into by the Tahoe places. Okay. And then I finally moved out and now I'm in Mount Prospect. I'm like 15 to 20 minutes away from Wheeling. So it's oh, kind wow. of, a, yeah, it's kind of a drive to get there sometimes. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like my, like, location wise um but so i went to like betsy ross and sullivan like that like elementary system up till seventh grade because then that's when i moved like when i said i moved and then i went to london to finish off my eighth grade i I did macarthur sixth and seventh then i finished at london and um it was kind of just like it was weird because i didn't really feel like the most like popular like MacArthur or anything. So I kind of just like was moving into something like completely different in London with like no friends, no one. And then by the end of it, I was like friends with like, I feels like almost everyone. And I'm really glad I, I was able to get that experience of like moving and like finally meeting new people. Um, and then going to Wheeling, I was like, I feel like I was more open to try new things. So I actually had a girlfriend at the time and she would play volleyball and she was like, you should try it out. And I had no spring sport. My only, my spring sport options were swimming and um, or water polo and uh, volleyball. So I was like, might as well go into that because I was doing football, basketball, and I had no spring sport. So I was like, I'll try that. Uh, I tried it. Fun fact, actually, before, I tried it in seventh grade at MacArthur, the volleyball team, which was a joke. But still, I tried it out and completely just did not make it, did not do anything. I was, I was terrible. So then I tried it out freshman year again, and I made it. And we didn't really know positions to like the, for like the first week. And then like the next week we had like our game coming up. So our coach um, 
Geisler, he told us that I was going to be libero. And I was kind of surprised because there was another kid, uh, Kazu, and he like played volleyball. So he knew like what to do and stuff. And then he was like a much better passer than me, but he instead chose me. And I was like, it kind of just started from that like moment on. Wow. So uh, just kind of backing up so I can kind of uh, digest all this. So you kind of grew up in Wheeling, moved around a little bit, but still in the same uh, area most of your life, Arlington Heights area. I guess that's just how I, I phrase it. Um, I actually am the same way. I, I went to MacArthur. Um, I ended up going to Hersey. Um, so I know the area pretty well too. Um, but you didn't start playing volleyball until freshman year. Right, right. Wow. So I kind of like, it's always interesting to hear when people kind of get involved and start getting interested in, in whatever it is that they're really into. Um, you know, and I know volleyball, they have the middle school teams that you can play on. And then it gets, I know there's clubs that are, I feel like the volleyball club scene I hear a lot about. It's, it's pretty intense. Um, so it sounds like there was a point in your freshman year where you felt like you got hooked. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely got hooked. Um, throughout freshman year of the season, it was just, it was just fun. I honestly think it was just fun. Like we had like some comeback games against like Meadows and stuff. And like, we're just, we were just playing, having fun, like half, like we were just like, we were able to play music. So all of us would just like hook up our playlist, like every other practice, every other game, like pregame. And we just like listen to that and just play. And then by the end of it, um, one kid in our team, Rohan, he played club. And so we all talked about like how we're going to play club. Like my friend and I were like, how are we going to play club? Like we'd be interested in playing club. And he was like, you could just join the club I'm playing now. And the, that club is uh, the edge volleyball club. But then that club disbanded last year, but it's fine. Cause I was able to do it for my sophomore year. So that's how I got into club because of Rohan. Cause he did it. And yeah, me and my friend, Nathan, we were hooked on it. So we were like, yeah, let's play club. And we played club all throughout uh, sophomore year. So it started in like, October the club season and then it went all the way up till school season so I basically played like volleyball the whole like school year but one of it being club and the other one being school yeah and you mentioned earlier that you played football and basketball your freshman year as well so it sounds like you got into volleyball coach Geisler maybe had a little bit of an impact there um and you were like off to the races just all volleyball all the time Right, right. And so sophomore year, I started like, I started to start prioritizing because freshman year, you can really do anything. You can really try anything you want. Like freshman year is just freshman year. You're, you're supposed to try new things. So that's what I was doing. And then sophomore year, I started having like two or three AP classes. So I started like really like considering my time. So I was doing volleyball for both like the, it was like fall slash winter for the club season. And then also for the spring season for school. So I was like, I don't think I'll be able to do football, but basketball was like, something I loved doing up till like, like fresh, like for freshman year, that was like my favorite sport, basketball. Like it was basketball, then whatever sport and then whatever sport. And then it started becoming basketball then football and then volleyball came in. So it went basketball, volleyball. And then by the end of sophomore year, it was volleyball, basketball. And I just like, I started like not wanting to play basketball as much anymore. Yeah, sure. I think that it's tough to have, it's tough to be like a multi-sport athlete and be really invested in being successful at, at two or three things, because in the landscape of athletics nowadays, like you, you, you have to put so much time in to keep up with everybody else, because there's kids, no matter what you do, if you play baseball, football, basketball, 
volleyball, whatever it is, there's kids that are just, that's all they do. And they do that all year long and they train all year long. So in order to be any kind of, to be competitive, you kind of have to invest a lot more time into one thing. And then if you do play other sports, they're kind of like, yeah, I do those other things and maybe I'm okay. Or maybe I'm one of the better players because I'm athletic and I just know how to work my body, but it's tough to be like a traditional three sport athlete. Like people used to talk about 20 years ago where you play football, then you go play basketball and then play something in the spring and you kind of are equal with all three. It's, it's hard. It's harder to do that nowadays. And, and there's a lot of research and stuff that says we should still play multiple sports and that it's healthier for us, but it's harder to be competitive. Right. Right. So yeah, I'll, so touching on that then, so then not only was it like the, like the skill concept of like wanting to be better volleyball and like investing that time and energy into that. But then I, I started having like, I think I had, okay. So I think I started with like one AP class freshman year, then two and then three, and then I'm back to one AP class, but then I'm taking the rest college classes. So I'm kind of just like always having a lot on my plate. And like, my mom told me that if my grades ever dropped, I'm like, I can't go to club until like, I actually have my, you know, my grades up. So that was kind of like a big thing for me. It was literally just like soft sophomore year to now it was just like volleyball and volleyball in school. Like that was just a volleyball school, volleyball school. Like that's just how it was. So then junior year, I decided to like solely do volleyball only. And cause then I, that's when I went to a, a better club, like this club, it's, uh, it's adversity. So then I went to that club and it was more the name of the for, club. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was more known for being better at sports and I mean, not sports, sorry, better at the volleyball level. And like, so was, you were had a better chance of going to nationals, which was like a, like a big tournament you played against with people around the country as well. Like some, some people from out of, out of the country. So like, that's what, like, it was more known for like being able to go to qualify those things. Cause the edge was more like a local kind of club. Like it wasn't really um, like one of the top tier clubs, like in Illinois or, or like in the area. Cause there's like two of them. It was adversity and sports performance. And I chose adversity cause it's a lot closer. Um, but so, yeah, I did adversity through junior year and that was, we lifted, we practiced, and then you did, you slept, you slept and you did school. That was my whole routine throughout junior year. Um, luckily though, I was able to join golf and that was such like a weird like transition for me. Cause I was used to like doing football, basketball, volleyball, all like, contact sports like all you just like you're constantly like just on the move or you're at least ready to move and for golf it just transitioned to being patient like really thinking about your actions and really thinking about the next hole or the next swing or the next you know like mm -hmm. next putt like it really mattered like each each like part of the yeah. golf, sport. golf is way, golf is like way different than than anything else because it is you do have to be so patient and it's so incredibly frustrating um i could see like i don't i'm not really a golfer but i played golf a few times and i could see in adulthood now like getting a, like kind of addicted to it and so i, I try not to play it because i don't want to i don't have the money to spend on it and, and to go and it's expensive right. but that is a it's a sport that you need to be it's a deaf it's a different pace and it's like a different level of like mental. Yeah. Approach. I'd say it's one of the most mental sports. Like I'd say 
so I saw a list actually, like a, like a, I don't know if it was Forbes or something, but it's like the hardest sports, and it went I think boxing, and then golf. Oh no, sorry, it went boxing, baseball, and then golf. I think because those three inquire the like required the most endurance. I think like mentally, while like boxing and like boxing baseball like require physical endurance. I feel like golf has the like one of the heaviest mental endurances because like if you mess up a stroke, it kind of messes up your whole like at least the next three holes. Yeah, you kind of have to stay. You always got to kind of stay positive, stay focused in the moment, you know, even when things are going wrong, like um, the mental part of life can be so it's, it's such a slippery slope. One like in bait in baseball is an example is like, if you bat and you, you're, you hit 30, you get on base 30% of the time, you're like one of the best batters, like, in the league or on the, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're betting 30% of the time, that means seven out of 10 times you're going to strike out or get out. So like I used to play like literally growing up and I hated baseball because the amount that you get out just would drive me nuts. Like I just wanted higher percentages than that. And I just felt like I was bad at it, even though I was probably okay. And I think that that's something that as a base, if you're a baseball guy, you have to like have the patience of understanding you're going to get out no matter what you're going to strike out. You're going to not be successful a majority of the time. And that doesn't mean that you're not good. And I think that is a big mental struggle for a lot of people where those, the amount that you lose or the amount that you do don't do what you're supposed to do is like pretty, uh, pretty frustrating. So definitely having a strong, positive mental game is, is important for all those things for sure. I kind of want to go back to, you, you talked about a moment with coach Geisler and let's, let's reflect on that a little bit more. What, what exactly happened? What was going on when you really got, you felt like you got hooked in the volleyball. All right. Uh, I'll go a little context. So tryouts, it was like a ton of us just like all trying out. Obviously everyone like, everyone the best they could do like the best thing that they were at was passing so it seemed like everyone was a pretty good fit for libero if not like to be a good defensive player so i kind of went in just like trying to base it off my athleticism so i tried to base off being me be quick me be able to react that was like kind of like my edge i felt like so the trial i'm just kind of just relying on my reaction not so more like i'm able to like pass and my form and stuff i feel like if i'm getting there and I'm actually like, you know, putting the full effort. I might not be getting a good pass, but I'm getting there and I'm doing everything I can to get there to get that pass. Then that's, I feel like that was more recognized than the actual pass itself. So then um, I think that, I think that's why I made the team. And so then the week of practice, I just relied on my, I was practicing my form, just my form. So like whenever we did like ball control drills, like practicing your form, that's all I did. That's like all I focused on. So like someone's like, like one of my friends, they were like, Gio, can you come to hold on a second Gio all right I don't know if you can hear me Gio but it's totally locked up on my end like just totally paused um, this person already asked me yeah me too oh I think we're good okay it seems to be working now <laughs> yeah I all think right. my watch has been cutting in and out a little bit so yeah, I don't know if mine's doing great either. So go start back where you were saying that um, you're just focusing on form for like the, right. the first week right. of practice or whatever. 
Yeah. So my friends would ask me to do like the drills with them. And I'd say like, no, I'd rather do with someone that's either like, I don't know as well, or someone like unfamiliar really. Cause not only would I not be able to like, I'll be able to focus more on my form, but I also be able to know my teammates that I'm actually playing with. So that's kind of what was my, I take on like the beginning of practices was that's what I did. So yeah, I was with Rohan. None of us really knew Rohan. So it was like the perfect opportunity because he like did club. He knew like the right stuff. So kind of pairing up with him was like really nice because I was able to really practice my form, but also get to know our setter for the team. So yeah, that was like that first week of practice. And I was just practicing for him nonstop. Like I was getting destroyed in every aspect of volleyball because I did not know how to pass. But I felt like I was like competent enough to like be dependable on. So um, he guys are then announced like, all right, guys, this is the lineup. This person's outside hitter. This person's middle. This person's setter. Oh, okay. Sorry. And then this person's setter. This person's this. And then he said, Gio, you're libero. And I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't say anything at the time, but I was just thinking in my head, like, whoa, that's like, that's crazy. So I just kind of like gave myself that confidence, and like that ego boost that I needed. And it kind of just went off of that. Just him saying, Gio, you're libero, kind of just like, you know, like lit a fire in me. It's just, so just, I don't know why, just it's like the moment. Kind of earning that spot and having a, a starting spot. Do you think that might've been like, you know, why do you think it was with volleyball where you felt this kind of like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm really doing something here and not in football or basketball. So with football, I remember like the first time I played, like, like when I was like young, like little, like, like little league football, whatever. I was like quarterback or I was receiver, like just right off the bat. Like I kind of just knew. And so like with volleyball, I didn't know. And then, so again, with basketball, uh, I had like the skills, I didn't make it in my middle school team, but then I made it freshman and like sophomore year, like play the team and stuff. So like, but like, I felt like I was good enough and I felt like I should have been on the team. And so therefore I kind of like had like, I don't know how to say like, but like I deserved the spot. I forgot entitlement. I felt like I had this entitlement with those two sports. With volleyball, I had no clue. I didn't make it middle school. I did not know anything at all, like in high school. So like, it was kind of like an unknown thing. And it was like solely based off my ability and my hard work. And mm -hmm. that's why I felt a lot more deserving when I was able to get the spot against also a kid who did play volleyball. And like, he like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's interesting that it's kind of like, well, this thing was foreign to me and I didn't know anything about it. So to kind of be, to work hard, do the best that I could and not really know if I'm any good or not. And the coach to kind of reward me and say, you are doing well and you're doing so well that we want you to start was kind of the thing that you needed, which may never have been, which was really never going to happen with football and basketball. You kind of had this expectation that you were a good football player and you were a good basketball player. So that's really interesting that that's kind of what, what hooked you in and what made you start to build that love for the sport. Um, so go in a little bit more. What do you like about actually playing volleyball and performing or, or the competition in games? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's so with basketball, football, like I think most other sports, I feel like it depends a lot on one person I mean, it might not solely depend on like, honestly, like baseball, like it, you have multiple teammates, you got to like cover all the bases, you got to cover all the areas. Like that's understandable. But like, if you get like a big batter or like, you know, like if the pitcher's just on fire, like you guys are kind of set or rolling through the game while volleyball, it requires three touches 
and volleyball, I mean, and basketball, you can pass it, you know, everyone can shoot, but there's obviously like someone's like that person's a really good shooter. Keep your eye on him. Or that person's really tall. Like make sure you're defending him. Like it's obvious like people are able to pinpoint more so on, but volleyball, it's like, yeah, he's a good hitter, but that person can just like, he can just set it over or he can just set it over to someone else. There's three, there's six hitters really. And there's six different like open like spots. So like, I feel like everyone gets a chance to shine. So like not only like, the best hitter but like the libero might make the best like the best like pass or like the best dig or the setter might have like this really like sick set so like everyone really has a sh- chance to shine i feel like it's like the most like team sport where like everyone's involved and like for me that's like one of the most important things for me is just being involved being in the mix just being like being able to play sure yeah so like um and it also like helps when you're able to like because it's solely based off like your hands and like sure like your head and stuff but like when you're able to like do the plays you didn't think you'd be able to do with your hands is like, it just makes you like be more grateful. So like we have a thing called a pancake and it's when you like put your hand flat on the floor, just like straight flat on the floor and the ball hits like perfect in the center of your hand. It just bounces straight up like another, like three or four or five feet. There's not enough time for people to get it, to pass it over. And every time I've, I've done like a couple, it's not, I don't want to like brag, but like, it's like pretty hard to do. So like when I've like done a couple, like in games, I just like, that just like, like lights me up like when i'm able to do like you know like something that's hard and not like really convenient or not really like well known to do like when i just pull off that pancake or something i'm just like like i'm good at this like i know what i'm doing like it just kind of like gets me going yeah there's nothing like kind of hitting a high level skill or doing something that yeah exactly not everyone can do um it's definitely i think everybody in in everything kind of shoots for that no matter what your skill is that you're you're developing like this is something if you're trying to be a mechanic and there's something that most mechanics really wouldn't touch on a car, but you know how to figure it out. Like, you know, it, that's a goal. That's something that's exciting to learn, to figure out. So I think everybody feels that way. Like, Hey, I can actually, I can do this, you know, that not everyone can do. Yeah. What, what do you think? Uh, how do you define success as a volleyball player? I say growth. Like, um, I have not only me, but all my teams, we've all come such a long way, skill wise, height wise, um, and maturity wise. Um, I especially think of my teammate, Nathan, when I think of like growth, he is the biggest whiner, the biggest whiner. He complains the most. He always has an excuse always, no matter what, like, even if like, he doesn't need an excuse, he has an excuse. And I literally have in my phone, Nathan Feldwine, if I, if I could like show you, but it's his contact name is literally Nathan Feldwine. Cause his last name is Feldheim. So mm-hmm. I kind of went off of that. Um, but he was, he just groaned, moaned, um, freshman year. It was, he didn't really complain as much cause he didn't know what he's doing. So therefore he didn't have to complain cause none of us complain mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So, but sophomore year, we all are a JV team. He, I made the varsity team. He complained. He's like, why do you make the varsity team? Not me. I'm taller than you. I'm stronger than you. This, this, that. Um, and then he's like, I can pass the same as about it. Like he's just complaining the whole time. He didn't get a good set. He's like, that's a bad set. I need to get this set. Like he's just complaining. Yeah, so how did he, how has he grown then? Yeah. And so last year he had the most humble moment where he didn't make the top team for club. I didn't either. We were on the same team and the coach he uh he just started complaining about it to the club coach and he was finally like um the coach said you're not that good 
you need to humble yourself. Like he said, that's your main problem that you're not humble and that you don't know how to like control your ego. And that's when he just shut up. I remember for a solid like two or three months, he just did not like complain. I can't remember a time he complained in that three month period. And I feel like that really humbled him because going into our junior season and practices, all he wanted to do was just practice. Like he said, Hey Gio, can you just like stay like an hour after practice? Like, I really want to focus like on my hitting. I really want to be able to pass better. Can you just serve at me? And I was like, yeah, I need to work on my serves anyways. So like, that's when he started getting that actual hard work mindset and as well, like the helping me to like work on my stuff as well. And now he, he, he still complains a little, but he's not as like, why, like he, in the middle of game, he would literally like, he would literally um, yell at a teammate just in the middle of a pass. He would yell at a teammate for no reason. like, just to like get them fired up. That's all he did. And he, I remember one time he like he even threw a chair cause he was just so mad and he just kept like, he was just so sure. frustrated. And now he's gone to this guy who's like, I feel like he's pretty composed. He knows what he says now, even though it can be stupid things he says sometimes, but he's a lot more controlled and a lot more respectable the way he, the way he approaches things now. Yeah. Ego is one of the, one of the toughest things to get in check for sure. You know, in in trying to be humble, but still be confident and understand the difference between um, kind of some arrogance and and believing in yourself. But how would you say that you've grown or, or where's the biggest area that you've grown and where do you think you still might need a lot of growth in the area of volleyball? Yeah. So volleyball relies a lot on communication, just a lot like saying mine, you have this many hitters, you have this many blockers, like just communicating. And that was my biggest struggle for freshman year, sophomore year, just being able to communicate. I got the ball. Um, you take it, just like be able to communicate that for me. So also, cause I've been like sort of like a shy kid throughout my freshman year and sophomore year. And since volleyball, I've just kind of been a lot more vocal and a lot more able to speak and a lot more like social, I feel like solely. <laughs> and so I've become a much more confident person where I'm able to kind of like converse and talk and be confident about what I'm saying. And it might be wrong and I'm able to admit that I'm wrong. So I definitely think volleyball has led me to grow on my, my communication skills and to be a lot more uh, concise and a lot more initiative, like I'm taking a lot more initiative in that right. sense. That's awesome, man. Cause those are big skills. Those are big, big communication is like the biggest skill probably to you, like life skill, like being able to talk to people, being able to email people, being able to converse like, uh, you know, just in the hallway or whatever. So, so important. So definitely developing those skills is great. Where, where do you think you still need to grow or, or have the area for biggest growth? Right. Um, I'd say my biggest struggle right now is just being able to depend on others, trusting others. Cause like I'm a senior. So I think I, like, I'm not going to lie. I think I know everything. I think I'm, I'm pretty well versed in everything at, like that volleyball has to do. I mean, besides like hitting, cause that's like a whole different area, but like passing, defending, I think I'm like the know-it-all. I think I'm able to do that. I feel like I need when it comes to like a game situation where we're at, we're like someone serving at us and there's two other people on my side, my constant urge is just to cover for them, to pass for them. And cause mm-hmm. I don't trust that they'll make a good passes. I will, even if I'm just like reaching out or like making that extension. So that's, and they, I, people tell me in the court, like Gio, let them pass Gio, give them a shot. And that's like, that's definitely my biggest struggle right now. Letting people have the chance to pass it, even though I'm a barrel and I have to like take most of the balls. I also have to like 
let people have the chance or like at least have they might have a better shot than me to make the pass so yeah yeah definitely, definitely. And you, like you were saying like it's it's such a team sport it's so much more team dependent that you also don't want to be like stealing reps from your teammates where maybe they do, do make a mistake but they can then learn from that mistake if you're not even allowing them to get the reps the competition reps then you could you know you could be negatively impacting your team even more than just you know taking a pass from someone so what are some adversities you've had to overcome um like just in life or like in volleyball or both both okay um volleyball i'd say my biggest struggle has been my height i'm like five nine so i'm not considered i'm definitely at least second shortest person on my team. Only shortest person I think is Rohan. But yeah, it's just my height. I'm not able to like reach or able to like do anything much else. I come, I try to work on my vertical all the time. And obviously like that does help, but still like people's like reach and extensions just go beyond me. So that's definitely my biggest adversity in volleyball as well as just like the skills. Like, cause some kids are just playing volleyball from the day they're born. So they're obviously, a lot more like capable and a lot more um skillful and um the in volleyball and the things you're able to do in volleyball so that's also another adversity um but like in life i'd say my biggest adversity is um per being a perfectionist like i'm definitely such a perfectionist it's it's but it's not like to others like i'm not like you're not doing that right you're not doing that right. it's to myself mainly and it kind of goes into my mindset where i'm just like this isn't good enough this isn't good this is bad this isn't like you can do better. Like I'm constantly like judging myself and others can be like, Gio, that was good. That was a good pass. That was fine. And I'm like, but it's not good enough. So that's my constant urge of like life in general, just being a perfectionist. How does that hold you get, get a little more specific on how that holds you back? How do you think that negatively impacts you? Right. So like in school, like um, I might be doing like a math, like I had a math test like two days ago and I just kept thinking like, like come on you should know this come on it's this obviously it's this and like I'm like depending on my calculator and like it just kind of like it kind of just like like you know like you know when you're not able to do something like easy you're just like oh how did I not know that and it kind of just like it just bites away at the confidence that I build up over time and that's what it hurts and same with volleyball where I'm not able to get a good pass I'm constantly saying it's a bad pass so when I do finally get a good pass I'm like good that's how it should be like mm -hmm. it's not like like, oh yeah, you did good pass. Like, like, like I'm rewarding myself. It's more like, that's how it should have been the whole time. And like, I kind of get, I, I tend to stay positive, but I just, I feel like my skill then isn't good enough. And that where like, it lowers my confidence and I'm not able to be as communicative in the game or like sure. communicative to my teammates who are like, they know I'm in, like, they know I'm like upset, but I'm not able to communicate that I'm upset. So therefore they're not going to be able to like do much about it. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm not only making myself like worse, like mentally, but then I'm also like not being as communicative. So the team as a whole gets sure. worse. So it kind of depletes everything, right? right? You're, you're, you're becoming frustrated. Number one. So you start getting negative because you don't feel like things are good enough. Then you, you lose the communication, which we just talked about how important that is. And then now your team's worried about you. So now they're not as focused on what they're supposed to do. So it starts, it's like this snowball effect. Right. Um, and it always comes into that. I feel like every episode I talk with, with kids, it's always like confidence, like confidence always tends to come up. So where do you think, 
where do you think confidence comes from? Where do you get your confidence? Um, I kind of just go into every game thinking that we got this no matter what, we just got this. That's just all I think. Um, like moment, like let's say it's a home game moment. The team walks in, they were home court. They got nothing on us. We're home court. Let's, what can they do about it? Like they're coming from a, a, like a distant school. They don't like, they haven't played in this court. We played on this court. We practice on this court. I'm just, I just have the confidence right off the get go that we we're going to win this and we got this and we have the skill to do it. So why, why do you think you feel that way? What, what, like, where does that kind of feeling of we're the best, we're just the best. I'm just, I'm just really good. They, yeah. Um, you know, the team could beat me. Where, where does it come from? How did you um, develop it? I just, I think about the times throughout the week that we've practiced, all the drills we've done, all the diving we've done, all the scrapes we've got, all the icing we've done. Like, I just think about all of that and that it amounts to something like it's gonna like, it doesn't mean for nothing. It amounts to everything. And then we're all just like, we're getting food. We're all like listening to music. We're all getting pumped up before. And that just kind of brings us together. And that's why I think like together, like we're not only like a good team, but we're also like a good group of like friends and some of them I call like brothers. Sure. So, so it sounds like preparation, preparation. I've, I've worked harder. I've done more. I've developed better skills. And I, and then there's this kind of team cohesion where it's like, I believe in everybody that I'm with, we all get along really well. You know, we feel like an indestructible unit or I feel like we are. Um, and that's kind of like, usually what I hear is usually some sort of preparation. Kids feel like I, I have confidence because I've prepared um, not necessarily always the team, but some aspect of the team does come up a lot. Um, once in a while, there's people that are just like, I just believe I'm the best at everything. Um, and those people are rare, but they, they are out there where they're just kind of, they're just kind of built that way. They feel like they're going to be successful all the time. And that like helps them like, because they think they're going to be successful, they are successful. And it's really kind of a crazy phenomenon about how we think and how we believe in ourselves and how that can transfer into our, um, you know, what we do in life. Um, so what do you think is important about winning? I'm going to quote coach K and it's definitely learned from it, whether it's yeah. Like winning. So yeah, from winning, it's the most important is that you learn from it. Cause like, obviously you're going to win. It's a great win. Like you did stuff right, but you still can learn a lot more because obviously we're still losing points. Like we have, we haven't gotten a match ever where we just went like 25 zero. So we lost points and we still have to learn from the points that we lost of what we did wrong, whether it was communication, you know, technique, or just even if it was unlucky, like we still have to now account for it, that it could happen. So I think like the most, I think what we've um, taken the most is just learning from winning. Like, yeah, because you're still, everyone's going to be developing more. Like they're not going to come back the same team the next time we play them. They're going to come back wanting to beat us even more because we beat them the last time. So how important <laughs> is winning to you as far as um, like within the, the scope of being an athlete? Um you know, are, are you kind of with a one being like, Oh, if we go, if we just never win a game, that's fine with me as long as we learn and do our best and 10 being, I have to be a state champion or, or my life is over. Where, where do you think you are in that kind of chart? 
I definitely say like a seven or eight because I I don't care necessarily more about the winning. Winning's great. Never gonna never gonna deny a win, obviously. But I'd say I'd rather play a close game and and then like maybe and then win. Sorry, and then play a close game and then win rather than playing a game we just demolish someone. Because that close game, when you get that win after all that, like each set, each play, each pass, each hit, like after each dig, like it just, and it means more and more, like that point becomes more and more valuable. That means a lot more to me than to just winning by like a landslide, winning like 25, 10, or like, you know, just completely demolishing them. Like that's a lot more fun and enjoyable to win at a more competitive level at a more like where the, ch- the stakes are higher, like where I have a higher chance of losing. I definitely enjoy that more than just like solely just crushing someone. Sure. So like in wrestling, like, I don't know how it is with volleyball, but like in wrestling, you can know all the quality opponents in Illinois, in the whole country, if you want it, because of the internet, you can just look stuff up on websites and stuff. So, you know, Barrington's got a really good guy at my weight or, or prospect or, or this school. Um, and so, you know, those are going to be tougher matches. So just winning, just getting a W over a kid who's maybe ranked in the state or, or whatever, um, is going to be a big time win. So it's like, you're getting, when you win a close game, I'm, I'm assuming it's because it's a quality opponent. You know, we beat a good team. We didn't just come in and bulldoze a bad team. Like who cares about that? And I think that's a, definitely a competitor's mindset is, you know, I know it's going to be a tough match or a tough game. We're going to have to fight for every point. We're gonna have to play really well and we can beat these guys, but they're good. They're it's going to be close. Um, I think that's way more fun, you know, um, right. you know, maybe early on when you first start and you're playing someone and you're just way better than them, it, it helps with your confidence and feeling like you're understanding how to play. Once you get to a certain level, you, you, you have to kind of crave that. Um, but I think your answer of a, my original question, like between one and 10, how much, how important is winning? I think a seven or eight is probably a pretty healthy answer, right? We don't want to be like, down a one or two like the, the point to play the game is to win you know we should want to win we should be competing to win but we also don't want it to be at a 10 where it's like negatively impacting us or negatively impacting our emotions right. um so like in that seven eight maybe a nine um would be like probably at the healthiest answer i think so i think you're on the right track there um what's important about losing um experiencing it experiencing the loss experiencing what like what led to it every experiencing like everything like that led to it what happened during it and then the after like the after um effects um uh sophomore year our volleyball team the varsity volleyball team i was on we um we won regionals we went into sectionals and we lost i forgot if it was the first round or second round but we just lost like kind of right off the bat and it was it was their prom. So they were all pretty like, kind of like, they were like, we wanted to win. We could have like have been off a win and then had prom. And they were like, our seniors were pretty bummed out. And what me and the sophomore setter, George, what we took from it was like that we can like be better that we can do, like, we can do this another time. We can do this next year. We can do this our senior year. That's it, it just from losing the experience makes you not want to feel that again. It makes you not want to be destroyed. It makes you not want to feel like, you didn't do enough or it makes you like experiencing those like feelings of saying like, I never want to feel this again. I never want to do this, like lose again at this spot. Like 
it kind of like that's what I want for when I lose is getting that crave, getting that, like that actual um like desire and like goal of not wanting to lose again or not lo- at least like not losing in that spot again, like being sure. that same spot. So do you think that that was like the worst loss you've ever endured as a volleyball player? Or do you think you've had worse, worse losses? I'd say it's definitely up there. That loss. Um, if not that loss, I'd say it'd be um, the loss against Hersey. It was, I think only the freshman one, sophomores, our JV team, and then our varsity team, we all just lost to Hersey. So when I played on JV, lost to Hersey in three sets, played on varsity, lost to Hersey in three sets. It was kind of just like, you know, I just kind of just got like whammy just like into losing. And like mm-hmm. Coach K, he was telling you like, we can't like, we were like on an undefeated season too. I think that are either our first or second loss. And it kind of just, it kind of just snowballed after that, after that Hersey loss. And it kind of, that day, not the game solely, but that day was kind of like, definitely one of the hardest days I had for volleyball, just taking like a program wide, like loss. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, have you ever felt like, and maybe this isn't from just a loss. Maybe it's just from the way you played. Have you ever had a game not go well to the point of you play so badly or you at least feel like you played so badly that, that you want to quit? Definitely. Um, I, significantly recall a game against Meadows. Um, it was my sophomore year. It was a JV game. And I think off like the 10th point, our right side, our starting right side, this kid, Ethan Polak, he was like like six, like five, six. Like this dude's just tall. And he landed – he like landed on the teammate – on the opposing team's uh, foot. So he kind of rolled it or like sprained or something. So he was out for the rest of the game. And like what was rough was that he was definitely our best blocker and at least one of our best hitters. So having him not there and having one of our, you know, bench guys, which is obviously isn't as good as him. I mean, it's just, it was just rough. It was just rough that, that start. And then my, my friend, Nathan, that was when he was still whining and everything. He got even more mad. Our coach just sat him because he was just whining too much. She just sat him. She was like, I'm done with it. I'm so right there off of two of our starters and um our setter i i was just really frustrated with our setter because i felt like he wasn't playing defense and so we kind of had like this like 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 this internal like struggle between us like not like vocally but just we just like i'm just like you can feel the tension yeah i'm just like looking at him and like every time like like how'd you not get that like that's just someone thinking just how'd you not get that it's just right there in front of you like so that game i still remember i really just wanted to like i just wanted to be bench i wanted i wanted my my uh, my sub to come in for me. I didn't even want to play. Like wow. that was definitely my worst game where I just wanted to like not like quit. I never wanted to quit, but I've always wanted to just just like sit on the bench. I'm like I can't like I can't do anything more. Yeah. Do you ever think about like how you could have handled that better, or, or if let's say something like that happens in this upcoming season where it's just things just aren't going well, things seem to be crumbling. Do you ever think about man how would I handle it now? Yeah. Um, I remember during the timeout, I was very, I was very distant. I was, I went to go get water. I stand, I, I stood by the water. I didn't, it wasn't even the huddle with my team. I was just like, I was kind of just thinking like, it's them against me. It's my nose. It's me. Like, it's not, it's like no one else is doing anything. I have to get a good pass, get a good save everything. Like, cause no one else is going to do it. That's just what I kept thinking. And I feel like if I was more involved in the huddle and like t- telling guys like, Hey, 
make sure you cover this area. Hey, like they're doing this. Cause I said that too late. I said that like, like in a second set where we were already down by like 10. And so when I said it like too late, I was, that kind of did nothing. So I feel like if I said it earlier on and kept a more positive attitude about it, we definitely could have done something else. Or at yeah. least could have been a better outcome. Yeah. So you kind of hopefully learn that lesson, you know, of a, a mental lesson during that game rather than a, a technical one. Um, I'm just kind of thinking as I'm asking these questions, I'm kind of relating them to wrestling because that's just kind of how I think. Um, right. You know, and, and definitely there's those moments in, in wrestling where you take a loss or you have a bad match or something. And you, like you said, I was like you, like um, I never wanted to, I was never thought quitting that never entered my mind, but there were times where it was just like those negative thoughts just broke me so fast or, or wore me down. And, and thinking back now as an adult, I'm like, doggone, I wish I had figured that out a little sooner or, or done a little better with that. So definitely something to kind of keep in mind as you, as you keep progressing. Um, how do you think, um, or what do you think the coaching staff could do better to train volleyball players? Like the volleyball staff, right? Yeah, volleyball coaches. Um, I'd say uh, at the varsity level, at the junior varsity level, we definitely need to have more like um, obedience, more like like training. Like you know, like when people have to like run the lines, like you guys messed up, like like do like a ten line or whatever. Like coaches are doing punishments. You know, we don't do any punishments in volleyball. None. Maybe like, like we don't do punch. We do a drill. Like if you lose, then you do the punishment, but it's never like, if we're like messing around, we don't really get punished. It's more just like kind of like lectured at most. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where we like don't exceed the don't succeed the most. Cause I feel like if we had a little bit more, a little more tough, tough love and a little more um like direction and kind of like, you know, like you're not doing it. So you kind of gotta, you gotta work for it and you kind of get, I punish for it. There's consequences for not like working hard and focusing and I feel like when we didn't like do that, it kind of just like some of us didn't care. Like some people did. Like I'd say like a few times I didn't care. I won't, I'll be honest. I didn't care sometimes when we didn't like, when we did bad, like in practice, like when we were just like, I'm messing up every pass. I'm kind of just laughing about it. Like, mm-hmm. like, and we didn't get punished. I'm like, I'm like thinking in my head when I'm like messing around, like I'm not getting punished for it. So I'm not going to like, and that's kind of like where we kind of like fail as a program where we don't, we don't have the mindset just to keep on like, working to keep on perfecting to keep uh, on like do you think that everybody all your teammates would respond the same way would say well like i think we should get punished more oh no they wouldn't they wouldn't they would they would say no we're fine as is they'll say because we do have a good program like like freshman year we get i'd say geisler is one of our best coaches but besides coach k but he is one of our best coaches for like fundamentals sure about the game he's a very like straightforward guy he's not like vague or anything he's telling you what you need to do and how to do it and so I feel like that's what's needed at the freshman level. And then we have Coach Kuzmanic. She's very – junior varsity is kind of like a laid-back varsity. So she gives that laid-back vibe, but she also is very competitive. So she'll be in the practice for you practicing. And, like, she'll, like – if we're, like, doing six-on-six six and we have her as one of, the, one of the people playing, she just bashes on you. Like, if she thinks, like, you're not, like, doing enough, she just goes, like – she, like, aims sure. – like, she targets you. And so it sounds like – sounds like for you – you need someone to kind of kick you in the butt a little bit. You need someone yeah. to be up on your case. And, um, you know, as a coach, like, 
I think sometimes that is, is very, very few kids need that. Um, there's only a couple kids that really respond well to a punishment. Um, and you might be one of them because you really love volleyball and you really care about it, but you might have more, um, enthusiasm than, than other kids. So while it might be good for you, it might not be great for everybody else. And you might have to learn to kick yourself in the butt. You know, right. like you said you're a little bit of a perfectionist. We don't want to go that far, but it might be, Hey, like coach K is not getting honest. Maybe I need to get on everybody else. Maybe right. I need to start being a leader. Yeah. So that's where like, I kind of developed like my perfectionist, like during junior year, cause sophomore year, I didn't really have it. I wasn't really like that, like perfectionist yet. So like junior year, I was like, I got to like push myself. So that's when I started like doing it to myself. And then like senior year now it's kind of just like, yeah, I've, like I started up, I started up like my own, like, you know, like my own punishment to like keep myself going. But, like it's kind of like to the point where I now have to like dial it down. Sure. So, like that's what I was talking about, like sophomore year and then like varsity, I kind of, I'm able to like make sure like I'm conditioning myself and able to like push myself. So now it's just to the extent of what I like doing, but I meant like, just like for all around, like we just like as a program, like no one like has to do anything. Yeah. You just right. feel like it needs to be, should be a little more strict, a little more. Yeah. yeah. To uh, keep everybody in line. If we're not doing something right, we got to fix it right away. Um, exactly. You know, which is, you know, important to do important to have those those types of things um kind of want to get into a few more questions because we're running short on time here so how do you get the most out of a training session or a practice i i listen a lot like um like i'll ask questions obviously but my main goal is to listen and to do like i like i don't like say like, but I do it this way. Or like, I don't say like, I don't like bring in my own opinions. I just like, I'm constantly either asking like how to do that or how to be better. I'm, I'm just like asking questions and I'm listening. That's kind of what I do in a training session. So like, I remember um, it was sophomore year. I was passing like passes for people to hit. And like, it was like my first varsity practice and guys was like, just pass it. And I was kind of just like, but like, it was kind of like, it was focused on them, not on me. So I'm kind of just like, okay. And I, I wasn't doing the best passes. So he then like went one-on-one -on -one with me. He's like, he's like, you're thinking about it too much. And so I'm just kind of listening to him, what he's saying about my mindset and everything. And he then like shows me like you, your platform. And then he tells, he tells me more technical things like about my platform and everything. And just then I was just asking him like, okay, but how do I like, how do I keep that? How do I take that mindset into a game? And he's just telling me like, honestly, it's like up to you. It's how you endure. It's how he's kind of just leading me to like my own sense of mentality. And he kind of just, I was just listening into what he was saying. I'm mm -hmm. not going to describe this, but you know what I mean? Like I was just like listening and just really just consuming what he was saying. And it really yeah. took like to heart what he said. So, like, sure. Yeah. So the other half of the practice, I'm just like platform. Like I'm just thinking in my head, like platform, this platform, this like, yeah. So, yeah. No that that's great um another question I, I i like to ask is is what do you think about right before you're about to play right okay before, yeah do you, and do you have any kind of ritual that helps you uh prepare and, and feel get your mind and body ready to go yeah i don't know if this counts to ritual but i always look for the most charismatic or like the the guy who looks like the best player i just look for him and then i see how he plays throughout the warm-ups and i'm just thinking like I'm looking for where he's like weak at or where he's less at. So like when we're in game, I'm like, 
hey, you know, you know like this guy, like he's supposed to be like the best player. I then like say, I followed up of like, make sure you hit to like his left side or make sure like you're getting there quicker than normal. Or like, I'm just like telling my teammates like, like what they could do against them. Or like, if it's like a libero versus if I'm like, oh, okay, it looks like the bear, well, they depend on the libero. I'm just serving at him and I'm trying to ace him. So like, if he's not able to pass, if the libero's not able to pass to do his job, which is to be a passer and to be a defender, if he's not able to do that, that really like hurts like his ego. Like that's how it is for me when I'm out, when I'm not able to pass. So like my goal is to make sure that they're not able to like pass. So that's what I do. I seek out like kind of like points where like are structural and are like the most like valuable. And I try to just like take that out of the equation. Okay. So you're kind of trying to make the other team human a little bit in your mind. They make mistakes. There's things we can do. Um, I think I did that with, with wrestling a little bit too, where I'd watch the guy I'm supposed to wrestle and if he was supposed to be good. I'd be like, Oh, you know, he's uh, making some mistakes over there. I, I'm not seeing a guy that I think could beat me or whatever. Um, but as I got to a higher level, it was not really a great, for me, I, I had to focus on myself, you know, do right. you do anything like that where you think about, you know, yourself and, and your process and what you're going to do and how you're going to react. Do you do anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, um, during our warmups, I kind of just think about, um, that I'm just like, I'm not capable. I saw this out like last year, a year and a half ago, I saw this video about Tiger Woods and what he does is that he, he plays like he's the best but practices. Like he's like second best. And so like that kind of just drives him. And so like, I kind of started thinking about that now or like when I'm practicing, I'm like, I'm only second best. I'm only second best. I'm only second best. But like in the game, that's where I get like, that's why I'm just thinking like, I'm the best, like I can do this. I'm capable. I'm capable more than anyone on this team and that team. And so like, I'm just thinking constantly, like, like play, like you're the best practice, like your second best. And so that's just my mindset. Like before, right before the game, I'm just like, you're the best now. Like, that's just what I'm thinking. That's awesome, man. That's a great thought. That's a great way to kind of really prep. sounds like you're super confident. You know, we're, I'm running out of time. We didn't get into everything I wanted to get into. So maybe I'll have to have you back on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we could talk again and go over some more stuff. Um, but it was interesting hearing about you, hearing from you and, and learning a little bit about volleyball today, Gio. Um, I do ask one last question. What does it take to be a Wheeling High School volleyball player? It does not take much. It just takes hard work, attitude, and effort. It's all it takes. All right. Coach K would be would love to hear that. Attitude and effort. Yeah. yeah. Gio, have a great break, man. I'll see you later. All right, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, thanks for being on. Thank you so much. Take care.